The following episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show was recorded before the SAG after strike began. Our guest is in full support of the strike and stands in solidarity with the efforts of fellow SAG after actors in their fight for fair wages and protections. Hi, I'm Ivy Austin, and you're listening to a podcast where nostalgia comes alive. It's Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. Roll it! Welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, the podcast where nostalgia comes alive. Since July of 2021, Jake and his friends have interviewed professionals in the worlds of acting, directing, writing, puppeteering, and many more. Who will they be chatting with in this week's interview? Find out in this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia, where nostalgia comes alive. I'm your host, Jake Duffenbaugh, Rooney Tales Aries, our co-host, Chris Bixby, and Matt Bingo with his pal, Wayne Monster. How you guys doing? Doing good, Jake. How are you? That's great to hear. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Matt or Mari, what do you have for today? Glad you're with us, folks, for another episode. Glad you're with us. Today's guest is a puppeteer, voice actor, and director. He started working at Sesame Street in 2016, and since 2019... He's been the puppeteer of Samuel, Julia's older brother. He's also the founder of Simple Mischief Studio, plus lots and lots more we'll get into. Please welcome Spencer Lott. Spencer, welcome. How you doing? Hey, how's everybody doing? What a pleasure to be on the show. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Of course. We're happy to have you here. Very happy to have you here. Very excited. Yes, absolutely. You. Um, Thank you. part of our show. Fantastic. Yes, indeed. So we know who you are, and I can introduce you a little bit. But in your own words, would you care to introduce yourself and kind of describe what you do a little bit? Sure. Uh, so my name is Spencer Lott. I'm a puppeteer, actor, writer, director, producer. Um, and that, and that's the thing I love about puppetry is that I get to do a little bit of everything. Um, so as an artist, it's very, very fulfilling. I get to do uh, TV and film and commercials and theater and all kinds of different projects. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's me. Awesome. So before getting into puppetry and theater, how did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Uh, let's see. I am a Midwest kid, um, as you can tell by this very subtle Midwest hat that I am wearing. Um, I grew up in Lawrence, Kansas, which is a great college town. University of Kansas is there. And so there was um, good food, interesting people, lots of art, lots of students and professors. Um, and I have amazing parents who have supported my artistic journey um, throughout my entire life and very good teachers as well, incredible um, teachers. Um, so I started out wanting to be a puppeteer. I have... Um, I was obsessed with, you know, I was a PBS kid. I couldn't watch, um, we didn't have cable and those kind of things. So we watched PBS. So I loved Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, Shining Time Station, you know, like all those classics um, with a wide variety of puppet styles. Um, and I just became obsessed with the idea that there was someone underneath that character. I loved looking for rods. I loved identifying voices and who was doing um, you know, uh, when puppetry was doing more than one character, I love the, um, you know, puppetry for me was this great kind of on stage and performance, but also behind the scenes thing all at the same time. Um, so I grew up wanting to do it and had incredible support the entire time. I started my own company and did library shows and shows for um, uh, summer camps and Boy Scouts and stuff like that. 
um, and and um, went from there to go on and get you know training and take classes and and um, I've been very very lucky to to end up where I am. Okay, so. That's how awesome. did so? How did your love of uh, puppetry and the arts kind of transition into having a career in puppetry? You know, it's there's no straight path, as I know lots of people on the show have said. Um, there's all these different journeys to get you there. I um, found that I could do. You know, I started making money doing my own one man shows. So a library would book me. I do a couple of versions of, uh, you know, I do a version of the Three Billy Goats Gruff on a Saturday morning. Um, and and I would be paid for it. And that was like such a <laughs> such an exciting thing. Um, I didn't have to have a, a normal job or go wash cars or work at a golf course or anything like that. I could I could get paid to do my art. And once that happens and people start saying, you know, you know, you're good at this or you could keep, you know, keep working at this. It's um it's a spark, it's addicting. And you're like, oh, well, well, I can do more. I can make the shows bigger. I can tour to this many schools or libraries. And, and you kind of become, you know, like so many artists, when, when you're an artist, you are also an entrepreneur and you're trying to find, you're kind of trying to carve out a corner for yourself to, you know, like you guys have done with this podcast, you surround yourself with talented people, you ask questions. And those are all the things that help start a business or start a career. Um, and there's, you know, and there's always ups and downs and times where it's really good and times where it's not. But um, if you have um, support and creativity and um, uh, determination, then there, it's pretty amazing how far you can go. So I'm, I'm very proud um, to be a professional artist and get to get to do this all day long. It is the best. <laughs> it really is. Oh yeah. So I just love it. Um, and it's and it's difficult, but it's so it's so worth it. Definitely, absolutely. So I'm kind of curious. What was the first professional thing you did as a puppeteer? That's a great question. So I I started doing shows for my for just with my own little um, kind of company maybe when I was fourteen or fifteen. Hmm. But I'm but I'm recalling I did um as an actor I got I got cast in a a community theater production when I was in third grade, and so for about a week of my third grade I got to leave school to go be in this play with a bunch of adults, and that was like that first thing was like oh wait a minute I get to spend time with adults who are super interesting and weird I get to skip school like this is this is kind of a dream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and then, and then my and then so that was like early on third grade I got a lot of like you know encouragement then and then in terms of puppets I work there's a local company in Kansas City they're now called What If Puppets I'm I'm sure you guys have heard of them but they used to be called the the it was like the Paul Mesner puppets and he was a regional puppeteer who did like old school rod puppet shows um and was a very good performer um and he had built up this um kind of substantial nonprofit theater um and so he was doing i think it was like a, a christmas show some kind of like holiday show in downtown kansas city and he was they were always looking for more puppeteers and um he would take you on if if there were um young kids he was he was a good mentor in that way if there were young kids in the community um who wanted to be puppeteers he would mentor them um so 
I don't know if you all have, um, you know, like take your child to work day that, that sometimes happens. Um, I would go spend it with Paul and, and follow him around at the studio and see what it was like to, to um, live a life as a, as a puppeteer, as a professional artist. And once you see people doing it, you're like, oh, this guy uh, just, re- you know, drinks coffee and checks his emails just like any other person. And then <laughs> he builds puppets for an hour and then he just goes to rehearsal. You know, you, there's kind of once you start seeing other people do it, you're like, oh, I, I think I might be able to do that. Um, so it was early because I had the puppet bug early. You know, it was probably 12 or 13 working with Paul and then and then doing my own thing when I was 14, 15, 16 um, around around town. Um, and it, and it, and it just scales up from there. Nice. Nice. So, so, um, just like, uh, Matt mentioned, you've had the great pleasure of puppeteering on Sesame Street now for, uh, several years. How did, how did you kind of first begin working for Sesame? Oh my gosh. So, you know, like everyone, there's no straight path, right, to Sesame, but, um, <laughs> um, as you've talked to, you know, Jen Barnhart and all these people like who oh, yeah. are Kathy Cam, who, who came through workshops right and so the i got to know some of the muppet performers um like specifically pam arciero and martin robinson marty who are kind of my mentors and heroes um i i went to the o'neill theater conference the puppetry in the national puppetry conference there at the o'neill um when i was 17 um and i met Marty, I got to work in um, a play. I think you've also interviewed Annie, right? Annie Evans wrote this play. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, yes. So she wrote a play about television, and Marty did all the puppets for it. Mm-hmm. And Leslie Carrara was in it, and mm-hmm. so yes. many talented people. Um, and I was in that track, and I got to be in that show and and meet Marty and and, and Leslie. And, um, you know, what, after rehearsal one day, Marty was like, hey, you're, you're pretty good for a 17 year old um, lot, what, uh, how's your, how's your monitor chops? And I was like, what's a, what's a monitor? You know, I'd been watching Muppets and Sesame for years, but it never occurred to me um, to train on a monitor. You know, I was doing like theatrical puppetry and I thought it would transfer immediately. He's like, oh no kid, you gotta get good on a monitor. Um, and so, and so we would skip half of dinner every night that week and he, him and Tim Legas set up a camera on a tripod and we, they just drill. We would just like do um, um, exercises, looking, looking, you know, down barrel, looking right, left, entering, exiting, all, walking, like all the basic fundamentals of TV puppetry. I got a crash course in from Tim and Marty um, at the O'Neill, um, and I was very bad at it. Um, and I was like, oh, this is a fun challenge. And so I, I went home, um, and I practiced every day for a year. Every single day I was on camera trying things, working on things. I would put, I would play, you know, um, those days they didn't have, we didn't have access to all the Muppet shows, right? But there were some of them that were on DVD. And so I'd like, I'd like play the Muppet show DVD over and over and lip sync to those characters, lip sync to songs, monologues, you know, whatever I could to just like get it in my bones so I didn't have to think about it. Um, and so that was like my relationship with Marty and with, the, and with Pam and Leslie and the, and the Muppet performers. And then I would just stay in touch with Marty and I'd send him an email every so often like, hey, you know, here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm auditioning for. And, and you know, like, like you'll, you'll hear the story with so many other p- performers. He was uh, lovely and supportive and encouraging and, oh, you know, try this, do this, do this. 
Um, and then out of the blue, he sent me, you know, I got an email that's like, Hey, there's Sesame's doing a training workshop. Um, do you want to, do you want to be a part of it? Um, and I, you know, jumped and I was like, absolutely. And, um, I got, I skipped my first week of class and classes, my freshman year of college to go to New York for the very first time to do a workshop. This was 2006. And um, I had to tell my professors, you know, I'm going to Sesame Street for the week. <laughs> Please don't drop me from your classes. And some professors were like, that's, you know, that's so cool. That's amazing. And some professors were like, yeah, whatever, kid. I, <laughs> I hope you come back. Um, and so, so I did it. So I went up in, to, to New York. And it's like, some, like you've heard so many times on this show, it's kind of a kind of a cutthroat environment. There's 50, it's kind of like a reality show. There's 50 of us from the United States and Canada. And, and it's my first time like holding a Muppet, holding like a real Muppet from the Henson workshop. And it's just, and we're all, I'm like looking at the stitching and the tags and just like, you know, losing my mind. And then you go through the line and they're like, okay, you know, hop up there and tell us, you know, enter in the frame, tell us your name, that kind of thing. And they would just do these exercises and it was Kevin and Matt and Joey Maz, Joey Mazzarino. Mm, yes. Um, we're, we're leading it, Marty. Um, and then, and then various people would come by and that was the first time I met Ryan Dillon. The two of the two of us were the youngest, you know, people in the room. Um, wow. And um, we, and we just, we just did the thing and I kept making it, you know, after Monday they cut, people and i made it to tuesday and tuesday they cut people and i made it to wednesday and they cut people and i made it to thursday i made it all the way through up until the final day on friday you know i think they stuck around with maybe six or eight people um ryan dylan david stevens a few a few of our like favorites um and names that you would recognize um but it was enough of encouragement so i made it to thursday before they cut me and i was 18 and so it was like well, you know, I'm not there yet, but I'm doing something right. This is, there's, there, I'm getting the kind of, you know, feedback that's like, okay, I think I might be onto something. I think I might be able to do this. Um, so I, I um, one of the things that I left with, with that workshop was I need to work on my improv. Um, a lot of, a lot of, you know, they give us scripts and songs and things, but then, but then you were expected to improv in and out of those things or be able to develop a character. And I needed work on that. I didn't. I didn't have a lot of like classic improv experience. So when I went back to to University of Kansas, um, I joined an improv team and started learning short form, long form, taking classes, reading books, that kind of thing. Um, so like whatever whatever I would learn that I need to work on, I would try and find through through university and, and, and build up all skills. I took design classes and directing and acting and, you know, all those, all those things, because it all adds up to become, um, you know, to, to, to fill your toolbox so that you can, you can hang with everyone. Um, so that was, so I, so that was 2006. And then I didn't um, hear anything for, I didn't, I didn't hear anything for a decade. And then in 2000, almost a decade. And then 2014, maybe there was another workshop. And I got an inv invitation to that. Um, and then maybe another one in 2015 before I got my first gig in, in 2016. Um, and then I was, I was right-handing for Marty and it was a, it was a co-production with SN, uh, Sesame Street and SNL. 
And so it was Kate McKinnon and Tilly Monster. And oh, so I was like, wow. great, I can, I, I can retire. I've done it. This is, um, you know, what I don't need to do anymore. <laughs> Days on Sesame oh Street, this is as good as it will ever get. Um, and so we're doing this bit on the roof of the Sesame building. Telly's like man, reporter on the street kind of, and Kate McKinnon is like a bystander that he's interviewing. Um, and uh, well, I'm doing the job and it's a real mic. It's like a heavy metal microphone. Um, and, and, and of course, Marty knows it's my first day. And so he's like putting me through my paces. He's like, you're going to start with the mic and then you'll hand it to me and then I'll hand it back to you. And I was like, Ooh, we're doing it. It's like 90 degrees out, you know, it's like bright sun, I'm sweating. And, um, and then the, the director comes over and goes, Space Spence, you know, it's really good. Uh, I'm wondering if you could just hold the microphone a little bit closer to Kate's mouth. Um, and, and I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. He goes, because it's because that's the only way that she, we're getting her audio. It's a it's a live mic. She doesn't have a lavalier on. <laughs> and I was like, what? This this microphone, this puppet holding a microphone is the only way that you're capturing the audio from Kate McKinnon? He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, so then and then I'm I'm like shaking and holding it close to Kate's mouth and trying, you know, trying not to blow the take and get it as close to her head without, you know punching her in the face with the sesame street microphone and um it was it was so um difficult and so challenging and so much fun um and kate you know kate mckinnon looks down at us we're you know on our scooters on the on the ground and she looks down at us between takes and she goes this is your job how cool is that this is your job and i was like yeah and this is my first day she goes oh bless your heart you're doing it like oh uh, that's wow oh, thanks kate wow. mccann thank you um, and and so then and so then it just goes from there right sesame is like getting to play with the most the smartest most lovely funniest quickest most dynamic performers they're just really um i can't say enough they make it they're they're experts at making it look easy um and and it is not um and so and so i am i cherish um every day that i get to be there you know over the last from from 2016 to now i've you know i've done probably over 100 150 jobs between episodes and um uh, the tonight show and music videos and youtube videos and the kennedy center you know all kinds of like amazing things and it's never um you know uh, you don't take it for granted. It's it's very much anytime you get to work with Sesame, it's just a joy. And to be a tiny, you know, to be playing Sam and to be a tiny part of the Sesame legacy is just, you know, I'm a, I'm a kid from Kansas. And so the fact that I can say that I made it to Sesame Street and then I can, um, I'm not, you know, I get to, I get to work and play with my mentors, you know, people that I w would read about in books, checking out from the library when I was a kid. Um, that has been pretty, um, pretty spectacular. Wow. Absolutely. Fantastic. You know, we, we have a, we have a friend like that who also works at Sesame. Uh, not sure if I had the chance to work with him by a guy by the name of Brandon Smith. Uh, he started his first year this past year at Sesame. Um, I love Brandon. I may have been there. I actually may have been there on his first day or, or very early on. Um, wow. You know, it's just, it's just like you, uh, it, there's, there's, it's great when talented people find their way. Like Brandon is such a sweetheart and such a lovely human being. 
And yes, that's, he is. that's often those yeah. are the people that find their way to Sesame Street or the people that you want to yep. spend a lot of time with. Yeah, he's, Absol- he's a gem. Absolutely. How, oh, long yeah. have you, how long have you known him? Uh, almost three years. Well-deserved, too. Very well-deserved. He's... He's wonderful, like amazing. His, amazing. his, his, like, like you mentioned improv, his improv is amazing. His singing, his singing is great. And, uh, just, just a wonderful guy, well deserved. Um, you folks will probably be seeing some of his work, may, maybe, uh, probably this coming this season. Oh, yeah. And Sim goes with, uh, that's usually when the season yes. comes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sim goes with Sebastiano Ricci. Oh, yes. Sebastiano Ricci. Yeah. That's his first season. Sebastiano Ricci. It's his first season. Yes. There's That's a whole group of, of uh, newer performers who are coming in and, and they're lovely and they're talented and they get thrown into the deep end and they're, they're doing awesome work and they take it really seriously. And it's, As um, they should. it's, yeah. it's the best. We're, yeah. we're so, we're so lucky to be able to work with them. Definitely. Uh, it's, that's fantastic. So, so I'm curious, um, what was your first day like getting to just getting to walk on this iconic set of Sesame Street? Take so my that. my first day, I was I got cast. I was right handing for John Tartaglia, oh, um, nice. and he oh. and he was doing a um. I think the episode, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's episode. It's in season forty six. I want to say, and it's like a, it's like to the moon or Elmo goes to the moon or something like that. And Elmo's making cardboard rocket ship, and Johnny T was playing um a uh, puppet a puppet version of bruno you guys know bruno who carries around oscar's trash can yeah yeah yes. Carol Spinney would do. yeah yes. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. there's this beautiful small scale puppet that they made you know kind of like as an homage like uh, to bruno um and uh and i was right handing for johnny and we and we had to like scoop up this thing of cardboard and did we rip it i feel like we had to rip it on camera um um to and you know like it, it was um elmo was trying to save it for a spaceship or something and we and we ripped it you know it's just a tiny tiny little moment um uh, but while you know walking on it, it's one of the cool things about sesame it's kind of an equalizer right we get to work with celebrities and musicians and politicians and all these people but when you walk on set you're a kid you know it's it's all these things that you recognize and you have all this um, nostalgia and and all these memories for these places, you know, Big Bird's Nest and Oscar's Trash Can and you know Hooper's and all these things, and so it's just um, it's so much fun. <laughs> it's it's oh, yeah. so fun, and and then you and then as an as an actor performer, you're like taking notes, and you got your eyes open and your ears open, and you're like trying to. It's a live set, so you're you're trying to stay out of the way. You're trying to see. Um, how the pros do it. You know, whenever you get a chance, we try and be, we're trying to be on the floor watching. You're watching David Rudman, Matt Vogel, Carmen. You're watching all these phenomenal performers do their job and say, like, okay, they, they ask for this. They treat the crew this way. This is how they talk to the writers. You know, you're picking up all these little tips and tricks for, and so then when it comes to you, you're like, okay, I think I know what to do. I think I know what to ask for and how to set up myself for success. Um, and so you're in kind of um, um, sponge mode. You're taking it all in and making sure that when they throw you the ball, you're ready. You're ready to catch it and then pass it on so that so that you don't drop it. You don't lose that momentum. Um, so yeah, it's um it's a cool cool place to be. It's a magical 
it's a magical place to be, especially like when when um, Big Bird comes out or Snuffy. Oh, yeah. When when Snuffy comes running, you know, onto the set, everyone is just like Snuffy. It's like you know, it's we're just <laughs> we're such we're such nerds, and we're such lovers of the show and lovers of of um of the legacy, you know. And so we, it's like Sesame Street is is one of the few shows where the its own performers wear the merch. You know, we'll wear. We'll wear Sesame t-shirts and jackets and all that stuff because we are fans. We love it. And we're so tickled that we get to be a tiny part of it. So being on being on set is just, it's magical. Mm. Uh, uh, yes. didn't, speaking of Snuffy, didn't Jennifer Barnhart mention like a Snuffy sighting in Manhattan? I was going to mention that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I, think it, I think it was Jennifer Barnhart. Yes, yes. it was. It was. Yes. It was Jennifer Barnhart, and uh, I forgot what it was for exactly, but uh, oh, uh, it was where Snuffy was? was running around the streets of uh, um, Manhattan, Manhattan, yeah. and you see just traffic like stop, yeah, and like, Brian, they, they, and Brian, they, like, yeah, and yeah. she mentioned how traffic stopped because you know they saw Snuffy because of Snuffy sighting in Manhattan. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Even even pictures of videos. New Yorkers, even New Yorkers who couldn't care less. They stopped their cars for Snuffleupagus. For you better snuffy. believe it. I bet yeah. They, yeah. I think they were shooting. They were shooting a commercial there, like on location, like Lower East Side or something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's and that's the fun part. I've done. We've done stuff out in the world with um, all kinds of characters in Big Bird. Like it's so fun when Big Bird is out in the world, and you see people stop and be like, "Wait, is that is that Big Bird?" And he's like, "Hello," <laughs> and they're like, ah. "You know, it's um, uh. it's." The, you know, and that's one of the advantages of puppets too, right? If it's cartoon, um, we love it, but it's but it's behind that screen. And when you yeah. can bring a puppet into the real world, and there's real dust in the air, and they're really walking through the grass, you know, there's something intrinsically inside us. So like, ooh, it's it's a it's a magic show. It's it's part of the oh, part yes. of the fun thing that puppets yes. can do. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yes, absolutely. absolutely, yeah, and. and- where and Brian Moore was was didn't like make it. So basically, Mar Mario told Jennifer so like, okay, you did it front half. Now it's your turn to get in the back half. And when you're snuffy, if he's front, you better keep up. <laughs> That's Brian. right. You you yeah, better you better keep better up. Keep up. <laughs> yeah, and Brian's part of an ensemble, right? So you got to be ready for anything. You got to be oh, ready. Yeah. For throw you in throw you in the back that's right and bryant young who's done the role for decades is so yeah. good and longer so longer cool than marty remember. longer than marty's right? done like the front end yeah wow yes, that's right i did yeah. we did get to go i got to go in the front end of uh snuffy once and and oh, okay. figure out you know and and to test out the trunk and the eyes and the mouth and it's so fun and difficult and and you know the scale of it is great snuffy. and the kid the ki- the character is beautiful. It's like such, yeah. a, such a fun yes. character. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about oh, who drunk? we got here? <laughs> Hi, Julius. Hi. Julius. Hello. Oh, Hello. Julius, what's hey. up, Julius? How are you? I'm doing good, Spencer. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Good. It's it's lovely I, to good. see you in person. Lovely to see you too. You know, I, I heard a chunk. I I get called a mini snuffleupagus a lot. <laughs> um because of my chunk and thankfully nobody has to keep up 
thank goodness. <laughs> uh, uh, nobody has to keep up with me, so uh, it's all good. But I do get called a me. I, you know, we had uh, Marty Robinson on our show previously, and uh, it was really cool because you know I I got my own little uh, well, technically Mac got his own little uh, snuffy voice lesson from him, so to speak. It's a little more difficult than you think, but it is so worth it. <laughs> It, it it was really cool. It really was. It was a highlight for me and for me. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, wonderful. I mean, Marty's Marty's one of the best, right? There's a reason that he is where he is, and he's worked on the projects he has. He's so um, uh, talented, and he he's he's consistent. He's talented. He's he's the best. He's lovely. That's so. That's awesome. You got to listen, Julius. Julius, uh, the mini Snuffy is a great role for you. I think. I think you're you're gonna uh, you're gonna be cast right away. So congrats. <laughs> I would hope so. I mean, I mean, I've you know there was a bear the, the big blue house episode from like season three called the um, Tutter Family Reunion. I had a dream once where there was a Sesame episode entitled the Snuffy Family Reunion. I was in it. <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like the coolest thing. You just, you just see all these snuffies, like Alice is brought back, and you see all these little midi snuffleupagus just just running around oh, like yeah. crazy, you know? Yeah. Just, you're just causing chaos on Sesame Street. Tree, right? Yeah. Definitely in the family Absolutely. tree. I'm not sure where I'm at, though. Yeah. Yeah, the ge those genetics are very strong. It's clear. They once you, once you're once you snuffleupagus, it's very There's clear. no going back. <laughs> That's right. Where are some of your favorite episodes you worked on sesame oh my goodness i mean i mean it's hard after let's see what are some of my favorites i like the weird ones you know i love the ones where there's like big ensemble numbers or music numbers um i love when there's get we get to be like a pack of dogs or a gang of ducks or um I got to do, uh, or vegetables, like my favorite is just being vegetables in the background. Like that is, there. it's hard to beat that. Um, I got to do, uh, I got to play a character named Kyle, it's like head of cabbage named Kyle. Oh, wow. Um, for a Cinderella bit. And, you know, Cinder uh, Abby's trying to poof him into, to turn into a pumpkin. She's playing Cinderella and she's having, tr she's having trouble, it's not working. Um, and so the first half of the of the sketch, you don't even know that that the cabbage is a is a character. It's just a head of cabbage, um, and she's like, "Oh, I'll never beat Cinderella." And then and then the the head of cabbage spins around and is like, "Hey, keep keep trying. You'll be great, Abby." And she's like, "Thanks, Kyle." Um, you know, it's like those one offs um, that I loved as a kid. Um, Joey Mazzarino's characters, you know, that just like came in oh, screaming. Yeah and to chewed up the scenery, had a joke and got out, you know, like um, uh, anything that Rud all, Rudman's one-off characters where he'll come in and just make these bold, weird choices, like any, all those, all those. Um, I can't think, I can't, I mean, in terms of, in terms of fun things, you know, the 50th anniversary special was really- Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, yeah, amazing. that was magical, you guys. Yes. I mean, it was just everything you hoped it would be, you know, the, yep. the, everyone, everyone was there. Back. Yeah, <laughs> it was really, and, and, um, you know, that shot where there's all the, all the, the, um, the classic characters and yeah, at the end, Sully yeah. and Captain mm -hmm. Vegetable, you know, all like the whole range. And it was just a puppet kid's dream. You know, it was like so 
fun just to be in the room, you know, cause they're not, those, those puppets, those classic ones aren't on set, you know, um, right. um, all the time. And so to have them there, we were all just like, Oh, can you believe who's here? Captain vegetable is here today. You know, it was just so, um, so fun. Did you get to, for the 50th, did you get like to put like any of those classic uh, characters on? Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, yeah, we would, you know, it's part of the fun part of being a puppeteer. You try it on, you're like, oh, this is, look how they built this, and oh, your fingers go here, and it's feel, you know, oh, it's it's a little bigger than I thought, or it's small. You know, you're always, there's always um, ways to learn, you know, and sometimes the best way to learn is just, like, get your hands on that puppet. You know, you don't go around, like, doing your uh, impression of it or anything. You know, you just take right. it, and you're, like, learning. You're like, how is it? Um uh how is it constructed how does that inform the character who you know and they and they those puppets have their hints and tags in them right so you can see who it who it henson built it what year you know it's like this kind of living history lesson um uh so yeah it was so That's so great. fun to be to be around to be around those those classic characters is just the best oh yeah absolutely since you're here you, you want to ask one sure uh speaking of uh project so one of the projects you worked on was with sesame one of the christmas specials once upon a sesame street christmas yes terrific special absolutely terrific yeah that one was great um you know the set um was all decked out old school and it was snowing which was magical um and the ta- you know, the talent, like the the cameos, celebrity cameos, were really good. Um, those are those are just so much fun. You know, I think we shot it like in the middle of the Ju- of July, and so it's always fun to like walk on a set covered in snow in the middle of summer. And, um, and <laughs> it was it was it's great. You know, those 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 things are so fun. And then, you know, what's fun about the specials is that you can go back and you can rewatch it. You know, you can watch it with your family or or pull it out every um every holiday season um, but that one was that one was a lot of fun and who who did i get to work uh chris hayes was on that one oh nice um, yeah. who plays you know hoots and elijah mm-hmm. and him, him and i were just like assist day players on that one and we were just like you know living the living the dream um that one that one was a lot of fun yeah it's really fun special i saw it for the first time actually last year oh yeah yeah, yeah, it's it's a cool it's a cool concept. It's in the, it's in the, there's some really nice stuff in there. Definitely, oh, yeah. So, what was it like, you know, getting to meet the original human cast members on the 50th special? Uh, you know, it's it's they're um, it, they're so familiar, <laughs> right? We all spent so many years <laughs> watching them and getting to know them, and so yeah, so. You, you just, you know, you introduce yourself and you're like, hey, my name is Spencer. I'm one of the new guys. You don't know me, but I, you know, I love you and I love this moment from this show. And, you know, thank you for being a part of my childhood. And and those people are the best and um, they're, they're true to form. You know, anytime I was in the room with Bob, um, Ugh, um, you know, so you, there's hard. just you know, like those, those moments are, are things that you cherish. Uh, Emilio, um, you know, uh, Gordon, you know, all these people are so um, talented and so lovely and they've made such an impact for so many generations. Um, and so you, um, you ask questions, you know, you ask them about their, about their tenure and their careers and what they're excited about or moments, you know, moments that they um, remember working with Jim 
and working with Frank um, and those kind of things. You know, there's this kind of shitty. So even though our our times there don't overlap, um, you have this kind of sh shared common language, and a lot of a lot of our our colleagues overlap. Um, so you can ask them what it, what it was like, and yeah, it's um, a real tell them how, shame. Tell them how much you love their stuff. Real shame that we lost Bob and Emilio too. Same year too. Yeah, I know it was really sad. Um, and they're both um, they've both made such a huge impact. Yeah, they'll never be um, forgotten. Yeah, it's 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 so true. I was able to be at Bob's um, memorial a little while ago, and it was just. Um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know, people people love him and adore him, and he uh, took it so seriously and was so um, open to the fans and wanted to be there for them. And um, it's a great lesson in just how to be a decent human being. There, there, and Emilio too, just like rock star, um, um, musician, and actor and professional. And yeah, yeah, to be to be a part of a tiny part of that legacy is, is the best. Absolutely. Yeah. So now we, uh, we also mentioned in your introduction, of course, you uh, have your own character, Samuel, who is, uh, for those who don't know, Julia's older brother. Uh, and Julia is a Sesame Street Muppet with autism. So how did, uh, how did Samuel come about? So like so many things at Sesame, you know, they, they do a ton of research. You know, they talk to parents, they talk to teachers, like what kind of things are, do you, do young people want to see? What kind of things do they need? Um, and as we, as we know, autism is so prevalent and there's so many families who are craving materials and opportunities to talk about autism or to, to um, find communities around, around that. Um, and so they, the, the uh, Julia work was, was, in a very high demand and they couldn't make enough stuff. You know, they, I think it started out, this could be wrong, but I think it started out just as a, um, as a book and they were going to introduce it. Right, and then it was yeah. so popular that they're like, Oh man. Um, and then they created the puppet and, and that her family happened in a similar way is my understanding is that they said, Oh, maybe we can build out Julia's world. And so they gave her an older brother, Sam and, and her parents. Um, and so the, by the time I was brought in, it was the very final steps. They'd already been through all these, you know, rounds of design and the Henson shop was building it and they'd written his little bio and stuff like that. And then, and then you, and then you audition. I was actually in the hotel room in Pittsburgh shooting a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, oh, yeah. um, when I auditioned, when I auditioned for Sam, um, and I've spent so many, um, you know, sometimes the auditions come in and I go, this is not mine. And then sometimes I go, oh, I think I think I have a take on this character. Um, I've spent the last decade creating theater um, with, for um, that population, young people, neurodiverse young people. Um, and so I've gotten to meet hundreds and hundreds of families and siblings who are just like Sam, who are um, caregivers and supports uh, for their sibling with autism. Um, and so I was like, oh, I, I, and I'm an older brother. And so I was like, oh, I, th I think I know how, what it is to balance both these worlds to, to both want to be a kid, but also know that your family needs you to help support your sibling. And um, so it was, um, it was a really, it, was, it felt right. It's like, oh, this, this is, this, this feels really important. Um, so then, you know, I submitted a voiceover audition first and there, then they called me in for a callback and then I was there in person and, and it wasn't the Sam puppet wasn't built yet. So it was just kind of a general kind of little boy kid. 
and I auditioned with um, with Stacy um, as Julia, Aww. and we did we did a we did a scene together, um, and it went you know it went I I've known Stacy for a decade you know through the puppet scene I knew her so I was comfortable with her and excited about it and um, and after you know after the audition, she you know she said that was really good Spence <laughs> and I was like oh thanks thank you very much um, and now we get to be brother and sister and it's just the best you know that it's one of the things i think that sesame does really well um the that the the kind of social justice initiatives the work that they're doing right now with racism and belonging is profound and not a lot of places are doing it and it's super important and the work they're doing around autism is is so so important and is making such an impact um the stuff they're doing in their international communities um and the new copros that they're cooking you know those things that are really what what kind of take sesame beyond just your average preschool show right um so to be to be a part of that is um really we take it really um we take it really seriously and we really try and um honor the audience um and sesame's doing really good at making more and more stuff with people on the spectrum so sometimes you know we'll do Absolutely. animated web videos or something and they're bringing in um artists writers directors and so i think there's a future where a lot more content's being made and it's being made um, um, by people who are neurodiverse, um, which is, which is the way it should be. Um, so we're, it's a really exciting, it's, it's a really cool initiative. Yeah. And you mentioned web videos. One song that I cannot stop listening to is the, uh, I love my family song. It is a bot. Yeah, it, yes. It's, it's catchy. You know, uh -huh. like there's some it's there's awesome. some fun there's some really fun stuff we've got to do, um, and I hope you know and, and Stacy and I are always pitching new stuff for Sam and Julia to do, and so we hope mm -hmm. that there'll be lots more, um, because it's um we I think we've just scratched the the, the uh, surface with that. Yeah, because there is a there's an episode in the new season where um about like riding a horse in season yes. three. Yeah. Oh yes, I love that episode. That was a real yeah. horse, y'all. Yes. We that was Adam, yes, that Adam was a real yes, horse. Was. Yes. Like hundred degrees and that was a real horse. They had a they had a stand in and they had some um um like a puppet version of it, but that for those shots, that's a real horse. <laughs> it yep. was you know, it's it like real. so fun and so difficult and we're just like trying to you know take care of each other and get the shot that we need to get and that was a day that was like we are puppeteering with a real a real horse and it's 100 degrees outside it was really fun and really um really hard <laughs> and that's why it's fun but it's a challenge but it's, but it's also fun too it's, yeah it's a fun that's challenge. right i mean it's a fun i mean challenge. it's puppets yeah. at the pu it's puppets at the end of the day right so you gotta yeah, you gotta exactly. keep, keep a smile um you know and also keep from you know, getting uh, getting bit by a horse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so if, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, if you don't want to, it's completely fine. But, um, is it fine if you can hear a bit of Samuel? Oh, you want to, you want a little Samuel cameo? Let's no. see. I'm not really oh, warmed up right now. <clears throat> no, no worries. You can warm okay, up. Okay, let's. Let's see. Um. Um. Uh, it's me, Sam, and uh, Julia is eating graham crackers in the back, and so she's not around right now. But I could take, I could answer any questions that you, uh, if you have, if you had questions, um, we could do, we could do that. And it's uh, otherwise just me, just hanging out. 
Awesome. <laughs> Julius, Julius, hey, hey, friend. Hey, uh, Samuel, how you are you? You got any questions, man? Or, or um, let's see, what can I ask you, Julius? What are you into right now, man? What kind of um, what kind of music are you listening to? Um, I like a whole bunch of music. I like a wide variety. Um, but I'm I'm in I'm into classic rock. I love classic rock. <laughs> yeah, classic rock is cool. That's yeah, that's classic, it's wonderful. I yes, I'm always trying to get more clarinet into classic rock, and they don't listen. They don't listen to me. But um, my dad mm -hmm. plays sax, and I, so I think that's cool. There's a lot of sax, good sax solos in classic rock. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh. You know, you know, you, you know. You mentioned sex. I'm, I'm wondering. Do, do your, do your dad and Hoots ever play together from time to time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have jam. They have jam sessions sometimes. And it's oh, really, that's wonderful. It's, oh. it's really loud, and but, but it's really fun too. And that, <laughs> and that's why I play the clarinet. Actually, is because you have to learn how to play clarinet first before you can play saxophone. So, I'm. That's kind of what I'm doing now. And then one day I'm gonna play the tenor sax. Um, or maybe maybe I'll play the baritone sax so I can play with Hoots and and my dad because uh, sax is actually a fun fun instrument. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, that'd be really cool if you got to jam with your dad and Hoots. That'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm glad you you and the rest of your family are doing well, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're yeah. doing great. You know, I um we were horse riding recently and we've been doing mm -hmm. some game yes, shows. Um there we're you know, who knows what we'll be up to next, but um we love doing things as a family and uh you know, Julie's my best friend and we have a we have a really good we have a really good time together. Awesome. Oh, it's awesome. fantastic. That is fantastic. Oh. <laughs> Great to see you, Sam. Hope, you see, hope, hope, hope we can see you again on Sesame Street. <laughs> Bye, guys. I'll see you soon. <laughs> see you, Sam. Oh. <laughs> oh, great, great, great character. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so matter of fact, he's, no, he's no Kyle the Cabbage, but he's all right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good enough for us. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Thanks, bud. So I'm curious, how much of an impact do you think having an autistic Muppet like Julia has on the autism community? I mean, you know, it's, I would, from, from my point of view, you know, we know that representation matters and seeing that as a part of the community, I think is, is enormous. Uh, it's just, you know that that saying you know if you know one person with autism you know one person with autism it is truly a spectrum and and neurodiversity you know is, is so much a part of our community and culture and just who we are so so to have a, at least a version of it represented at sesame street feels really important um you know it, it's it, one character is not enough as we know um and, but as as it grows and there'll be an entire generation of kids who feel seen, who feel like they are a part of the show and that they belong in a part of the show and, and in the greater context in their community. And so I think that is, that's huge. You know, I, I do a lot of um, teaching artist work and volunteering and I'll go into, into classrooms um, with kids on the spectrum and, um, and they're, they dig it. 
you know, they're like, oh, you know, when I grow up, I, I want to be the puppeteer for, for Julia, you know? So it's like, it's hitting them on multiple levels and they, they, they feel seen. And so I think it's, um, and, and we don't always get everything right, but I, but I think we're getting there. And I think it's really important that that kind of representation is, is a part of, is a part of Sesame Street. Definitely. And similarly, you know, with having Absolutely. characters like uh, Tamir and Ji Young and Gabrielle. Absolutely. What, what, what are your thoughts about uh, people of different cultures feeling represented? I mean, I think it's the same thing, right? For, I mean, first of all, those performers are so good, right? Bradley and Kathy Kim and yes. um, everybody, you know, they're rock stars and they, they're, be, they're being names. asked. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. You guys have good taste. Um, they're being asked to do a lot, um, and it's just um, it's just the tip of the iceberg, right? The more that we can see ourselves portrayed in media, on TV, especially young people can see themselves on TV, um, it makes all the difference. And there's story after story after story of, um, you know, uh, uh, young people who are cosplaying as Chi Young and skateboarding or you know, know. Doing science like Tamir. You know, like this stuff is... Um, it's contagious and that kind of representation is, is absolutely huge. And so I can't wait to see this whole, this next generation, um, is going to be even more inclusive and, and, and feel like they belong, um, even more. And that's, that's the only way forward, right? I think that's really important. So I am, I love it. I'm all for it. And I think it's one of the most exciting things that Sesame's doing right now. So I feel, I feel Same super important to be, to be around during this, during this era of, of Sesame. Absolutely. I know, and I could only, Absolutely. I could, as speaking of uh, Kathleen Kim, I can only imagine what was going through her mind because, like, one of the first things we got to see Ji Young was in the Macy's Parade that the year she was introduced. Oh, oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. How, right. How's that for a uh, introduction, right? Not too Literally, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> she's, a, she's a rock star. She's an absolute rock star. Wait a minute. What is what is happening right now? <laughs> Stranger Hello. in our Zoom room. We yeah, call the like, authorities. Like... What is what is happening right now? <laughs> Hello, ladies what? and gentlemen. Bob Runkle. Once again, did you again. Bob Runkle? Yes, <laughs> again. Yeah. yeah. How are you, Bob? Well, I don't know how many times, but I just Bye. show up when I'm when I when I want to bug my friend. Hi, Spencer. <laughs> I told I told you I'm never doing your podcast again. I'm not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Oh yeah! You, you can't sneak your way on to this one. <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> How are you? Good, man. Oh. What do you think of these guys? Boys. I, yeah. I, is this a is this a cross promotional thing here? We'll we'll, we'll get all together. Uh, no. 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 I catch up. I love it. I love it. Well, if, if you have any, uh, if you have any questions, actually, let's interview Bob. Welcome to the show, DJ hey, Bob. Hey, hey Bob. A writer, an artist, a host. <laughs> Bob, tell us, tell us about your childhood. Let's, uh, let's get into it. <laughs> it happened. That's it. <laughs> and that's all yeah. the time we have, folks. Thank you so much for uh, <laughs> like and subscribe. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really it's really uh, gone off the rails bob look what you've done uh, uh, that, 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 what happens with every call that i go on yeah <laughs> i can attest i can attest yes since since <laughs> since bob's here um one thing we did want to bring up 
is uh, a radio special that we did last Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Holiday House Party. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. It, so much get, fun. That was so for, fun. For, the, for those who don't know, we did a uh, little radio special for a radio station in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That was fun um, Last Christmas, uh, Jump 105.3. Uh, up in Pittsburgh, and uh, it was so much fun to do. We had we had an all star cast, pretty much. Yeah. Who do we Who do we have as part of the cast? We had us. We had uh, Tara Schaefer, uh, Tara on Sesame Street in the nineties. Um, uh, Chris Thomas Hayes was a part of the cast um, as um, uh, 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 Shimulat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. He came up with um, that on the spot. Yeah. That was... He yeah. came up with that on the spot. Uh, who Jake, J- Jake and I were there doing additional voices. We were yeah. there briefly, yeah. but that was yeah. a lot of fun. We were, we, we were, we were, we were, we were in it as well, and it was, it was just, it was just a blast. Who else? Chris, Chris Phillips, Phillips was in it too. Chris yes. Phillips was in it too. He was. Uh, it was. It was so much fun. Uh, yeah, we might do another one this year too. Yeah, we're gonna do I mean, another last one. Year's, we're gonna do oh, another one this year too. Bigger yeah, than ever. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. I got though. to do one with Bob too. Twenty nineteen. I got to voice one oh, of the yeah. elves. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Got to voice but an elf. That was the, a lot re- of fun. the reason why we're bringing this up is you kind of helped me get it started. Thanks, sir. Yep. And now I have a very limited skill set. But if you, I am good at if someone comes with an idea, I would, I like to cook things and to spark things and say, okay, great. You know, here's how you could start. Here's a, here's a formula or here's, here's a, um, I knew you uh, would get I'm it. I'm happy to help you start. I knew you oh, would yeah. get what we were trying to do. So, oh, yeah. 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 Bob and I worked on it, uh, a lot. Um, it was, it was grueling because, Stuff happened, and we, but we got it done in like eight days. We only days, had right? eight days to do it. Eight yeah, days. You eight it out, days. Didn't you? Eight, yeah, we cranked crazy. it out eight days, and it it had very very well reviews. Did it not? Yeah, yeah. it did. It did. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the secret, right? You you surround yourself with talented people, and you make yep. things. You know, this this is the dream. You somebody somebody ridiculous like Bob has a terrible no. idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're like, all right, Bob. I guess we'll run with it. And then you, you know, <laughs> get sand, and you work together, and then and then you make something brand new that didn't exist before. Like this is this is the best. Yeah. And the other thing that like worth saying is like when you have a group of people that you know work well together, you know their strengths and you know what they're good at. So I knew that Spencer was good at that kind of like self-aware kind of comedy sort of thing. So I brought Spencer mm-hmm. on and I just brought all you guys on because I don't want to deal with people that don't get what we're trying to do. Right. Exactly. Because that's kind yeah. of fun for anyone. Right. Although Spencer is um currently filing the lawsuit of his, 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 that's right i haven't been paid a cent for <laughs> all of that gold that i gave you bob so don't worry lawyers are on the phone with you as we speak i'm sure i'm sure all the all the money you made from the christmas spectacular you'll be 
you'll be divvying up to the rest of us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I might stick around if that's okay. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Yes. Of course you can. Of course you Call can. Call up a chair. Yes. I'm already in one. So. I mean, you missed some pretty cool stuff. Oh, 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 that took me a second. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you just, you missed some pretty cool stuff, but yes, do stick around. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Be like an audience member. Sure. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'll be the Statler and Waldorf of the. Oh, yeah. If you could just heckle me from the balcony, if you could just that, would be, that would be a dream. <laughs> so. You also actually got to do some outreach work with Sesame. Can you talk a bit about your work with that? Um, which which um, which one are you referring to, Jake? Is there a specific um, like a video or an appearance or anything that you have in mind? Or I can tell you, I, mean, I can like, just talk about like outreach projects in, in in general. It can be I'm, I mean, or video. I'm, yeah, I mean, you know, similar to what I said before, like, I think that's some of the most important and exciting stuff that Sesame does. Um, so yeah. uh, whether, you know, if, if it's autism or um, uh, being a foster child, um, you know, uh, uh, drug and addiction, you know, like there's so many topics um, that our young people are being asked to to grapple with uh, all the time. And so I, I think whenever Sesame can create something specifically for them, that give them and their parents tools to talk about it or unpack it. I think it's, I think it's, it's incredible. Um, they have a great team to do that. Like going all the way back to the earlier ones with, you know, Elmo and his dad, when mm -hmm. he comes back from the military, it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh -huh. cool. yeah. Yeah. The military initiatives, you know, th these are all, yeah. all these little things. Um, um, they create ripples, right. Uh, and, and, and anytime they can, that community gets, seen gets acknowledged and can um can help help them to find their voice and to make more content for for them it, it kind of feeds itself which is really nice absolutely so you brought up the macy's parade earlier you mentioned kathleen kim's first year now i want to hear from yours what were your experiences like at the macy's parade yeah because so you got I to work with sesame oh sorry uh, i was just going to say because you got to work with sesame and the muppets that's right. Not so that, I yeah. am super fortunate. I've gotten to work with Sesame on their on the parade, the Muppets, Disney Muppets, and Fraggle Rock uh, um, on the parade. So that oh, has just been like wow. so oh fun. Gosh. I know, right? Um, the first time was with the Muppets, Disney Muppets, and it was, I believe, for the ninetieth. Yes. Um, yeah, um, that's right. Uh, yeah. Anniversary, right? Yeah. And, the, and so yep. we did this kind of. Um, um, we rehearsed for a couple days that week, um, and then and then at the crack of you know the call that morning is like four four thirty or something four thirty a.m. and then as soon and you're all set and ready to go and rehearse and as soon as the sun goes up they start they start shooting bits that that, that they'll use as as pre tape, um, and so I got to do you know it's like living the dream you guys I got I was um, I was um, doubling for Rolf, for Bill Breda for a group scene he was doing Pepe. And I got to be a uh, penguin with a scarf, which like doesn't doesn't get any better than that. Um, and then so we did that for a couple of the shots, and then the the electric mayhem played, and so I got to play bass um, with Floyd um, oh for the electric mayhem. And it's oh. you know it's the opening of the parade, and they're, they're like, "Welcome to the Macy's Day Parade," and they're screaming, and all these 
all these um like dancers and cheerleaders run out and they're doing choreography. <laughs> and um and you're just like holding on for dear life and playing the bass and having a blast and um it was so I mean it's great. It's the best, you know? It's like it was so much fun um getting to work with the Muppets and those guys and uh it was it was a dream. It's dream. So that was my very first one. And then, you know, they're done. We were done with the very first piece of the parade. And so we were cut by like seven thirty, seven thirty in the morning, eight eight o'clock in the morning. It was like, Okay, you're you're released. That's all you that's all we need. Thanks so much. So then I watched, you know, stuck around for the parade for a little bit to wave at um, Sesame Street, wave at my buddies, and then went back to my Brooklyn apartment and watched the parade on TV, um, you know, watch it happening. So it was, it was a joy. It was really fun. Um, and then a couple years later, four or five years later, I got to do, maybe it was not this year, but the year before, I got to do the Sesame Float which is so much fun. Um, um, it's just the best, you know, it's just like that, that building you see on TV is like super, you know, old school and rickety and just like, uh, you know, ugly plywood on the inside. It's not glamorous at all, but you've got your puppet and you stick it through the window. And um, when you're inside going down, you know, the, the avenues are, um, all the cross streets are full of people. And so you look out and there's thousands of people and they're screaming, Bert, we love you, Bert, you know, Elmo, Oscar. <laughs> um, oh and gosh. I, the last two times I've done it, I had some obscure secondary, you know, I had, um, um, I had the, that great um, gray Muppet, super long and skinny. You guys would recognize it with that long green hook nose and the, and the uh, eyes on top. Um, sometimes it's called um, uh, Susie. Um, it's old school, old school Muppet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, and, you know, of all the character, you know, of all the characters, it's like this extra monster that they've got. So I was just totally obnoxious. Like, it's Susie. It's everybody's favorite Muppet. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I and it was the year that G Young was getting introduced. And I was like, but it's me. <laughs> I'm the star. <laughs> can't wait for you all to have the Susie plush dolls and the sweatshirts, you know, just like being <laughs> screaming and being super, super obnoxious. Um, uh, and then um, that was one year. And then last year I got to do a snowman um, and it was this, and I did the oh, same yeah. stick. <laughs> this is like random oh, snowman. Yeah. And it, you know, and we thought, oh, maybe it's a snowman from Muppet Family Christmas, but it's not, it was a different one. It was like this giant bulky puppet and it was like not easy to do. But just like screaming, because they're like they're like yeah Elmo yeah Oscar, and then I'm there and they're and you you hear somebody being like, hey snowman, and the snowman's <laughs> like yeah it's me, um, that's amazing. So just you know the dream is just to crack each other up right and to get each other giggling and to lean into the 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 messiness of it. Um, so that's so I got to do Sesame for the print, which is so much fun. Um, and then last year I got to do um, uh, Fraggle Rock. They did that. They did that cool bit, right, where they did some pre-tape stuff on the set. Mm-hmm. And then Dave, Dave Goals, the legend, was in New York and did, you know, Uncle Traveling Matt for that bit with um, Jessica Chastain at the top of the parade. And so I was just assisting him. Um, he did, you know, he got to, he got trampled by a marching band. So I got to flip his little feet. And uh-huh. um, and then and then there was an RC. 
that was like hanging off the float and so i got to like kick his little legs you know it's just like all the all the weirdo fun stuff you get to do as an assist um and dave was lovely and generous and smart and funny you know it's like like just like the stories you hear um so yeah so i've gotten to do muppet sesame and fraggle wow so very very fortunate definitely uh, i could i could imagine the 2016 one when <laughs> when the when the marching band of the dancers you think of it as rushing the field at a college football game like where'd they come from i know <laughs> yeah i was crazy though because like when i when the when the parade comes on you know i usually expect you know to see sesame obviously but i didn't oh, yeah. expect to see the muppets i was crazy. no no i and i love and yeah. i love watching sesame at the macy's parade every year as we all do, and that was the year that uh, I think uh, Miss Piggy saved uh, Tony Bennett. That was, of course, yes, it was. I forgot that's, was. that's yes, the year was. when Piggy saved Tony Bennett. That was that what year. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh. What a year. I forgot all about that. Wait, what happened? I think I think like <laughs> I think like Tony Bennett like almost like tripped or something and almost kind of like fell off the float and like Miss Piggy actually saved him. I gotta yeah. watch that again. Yeah, I can only imagine what's going I through Eric's mind. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. Started I think what happened. It started. It started. It started moving, and then it just kind yeah, of. Yeah, I can only know. imagine what was going but through Miss Eric's Piggy mind. Miss Piggy saved his life. I know. Yeah, Eric, I know. Didn't, Eric didn't miss a beat. It was great. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> live TV, live TV, baby. You never. You yeah. Never yeah. Know yeah. Yes. <laughs> so aside from working with sesame and the muppets you, you puppeteer on, on another series which is on apple tv plus helpsters can you talk a bit about that um i mean helpsters is so much fun because we you know as whereas sesame has the legacy and the importance of all these characters that we all know and love helpsters does not <laughs> and so the characters are new and they're weird and you get to try crazy stuff um marty and tim and stephanie and jen you know like those core group of puppeteers are so good and they really pushed the limits the showrunner was phenomenal the writing um was like by comedians and all the oh, guest hosts you know yeah. a lot of the, the guest stars were indie comedians and broadway performers so it was just like um silly and puppety um and you know it's a, it's a little bit different audience a little bit different curriculum um and so they got to try stuff you know and so it was uh, so much fun. The help helpsters is just uh, so weird and I was delightful. watching it the other day. I was watching it the other day. Sorry to step on it again, but I'm watching it the other day and I noticed there was a line where Mr. Prim is like, um, you shouldn't be backpacking through Europe right now or something like really like off base. I'm like, where did that come from? I mean, they got to play, you know, like they got yeah. to do some really and fun, Tim, weird can we talk, stuff. Can we talk about Tim McGon for a second? Like, he, he got nightcase, but we love him for it. He's Tim brilliant, McGon. right? He's he's brilliant. He knows he knows what works. He's he's made so many dynamic shows, um, and 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 so like his his stuff is his stuff is just awesome. So you also, as you had mentioned earlier, got to work on the Fred Rogers biopic, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, both as a puppeteer and a puppet design builder. What was it getting, what was it like getting to work on such an, with such an iconic franchise as Fred Rogers? I mean, I am, um, you know, as I said, like growing up, 
you know, Sesame and Fred Rogers were like my jam. I'm obsessed with Fred Rogers and always have been. And um, um, we, my family's got a personal connection. Fred Rogers was my wife's um, godfather. I knew my wife's parents. And so to be able to work on that film was just a dream. It was just the best, you know, it was a, it was a good script. Mariel Heller, the director is unbelievable. She's so smart and so talented uh, and treated everyone so well. Um, and, and everyone brought their best work. You know, everyone like wanted it to be, to live up to Fred and the standard and the impact of that. And, you know, I describe it as like an indie movie that Tom Hanks is hiding inside. You know, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a kind of a weird movie. There's some really beautiful moments, some really touching moments. Um, and, you know, it's, and like Tom's performance is, is, is pretty spectacular. Um, it, was, um, it was a dream. It was so much fun. I think we built seven puppets in six weeks. And we got to go to the archives and pull the originals out of the glass and look at them and measure them and study them and figure out because there weren't any patterns or anything like that and create them create them from scratch um and then and then taught tom how to puppeteer and how to how to work you know in the way that that way that fred did um and then helped cast the puppeteers for the movie um and then we got and then we got to make got to make a movie i was there i think for for four or five days over the course of shooting um and then and then a reshoot and um, it was is the best. It was such a fun, um, you know. And we shot it in Pittsburgh in the studio where Fred shot his show for decades. So there's people around there. I got to meet his sons. I got to meet um, uh-huh. um the, you uh-huh. know, uh, Mr. McFeely. Uh-huh. I got to meet oh, producers. Wow. Um, all these people, uh, and and they were just lovely. And they're like, you know, thanks for being here, and thanks for taking so much care with the puppets and you know like every everyone there it was kind of a love fest we all were so excited and honored to be there and and to be making something that we that we hoped would do fred um justice um and so we're you know we're huge and it's like the same thing that's happening with um with donkey with donkey hody right with redmond's mm, yes. production um the works that Haley Wonderful is show. doing and frankie oh, yes. and david and Very stephanie like amazing. those those people are so lovely and um, to be able to continue that mission um, with all the work that Fred Rogers Productions does is really, uh, really cool. So the you know the movie was a dream. It was so much so much fun, um, yes. and I'm, I really I really cherish cherish having gotten to work on it. Now, kind of uh, moving on from puppeteering a bit, we mentioned as well. You also done some acting in theater. What's it What's it like doing theater? Um, I love doing theater, and it's an, it's nice to have a balance of you know, some TV and film and some theater. Um, the, the fun thing about theater is that it's live. Um, yeah. And so you have instant mm-hmm. reactions from the audience. You know if something's working or if it isn't. You're sharing, you know, especially coming out of the pandemic, right? Anytime you're in space with other people and you're sharing a moment, you're telling a story, you can hear the people next to you uh, gasp or sigh or cry or laugh. You know, those moments, it's hard to, it's hard to match what live theater, you know, can do for us and to us. Um, so I love it. And as, a, as an artist, you balance what you can, you know, you do, you do a, some TV to pay the bills and then you get to do some theater to, to feel your heart and you go back and forth and, you know, they all have, there's room for everything. Uh, but I, I love doing, I love doing live theater. Definitely. That's awesome. Definitely. So working as a puppeteer and uh, actor, uh, are there any like key values or lessons that you've taken over the years? Hmm. 
I mean, it, I just, I just try and, um, and, and people have told me versions of this for many years. It's like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and so, and so act like it's a marathon and, uh, take care of yourself. You know, if, it's really hard to be an actor or an artist if you, if you don't have, um, uh, if you're not healthy or if you if you don't have the support of your family or housing or you know whatever it is um, take care of yourself um, and be nice to everyone just be nice to everyone because because this is a leapfrog industry so one day uh, you're number one on the call sheet and the next day um, the, the person who is getting you coffee is your new director or your new producer and then and then the day after that you get to hire them for some other thing you know we all success begets success and you try and surround yourself with talented people um and so you be nice to everyone or, or uh you you be professional and courteous and you know all these things that are so basic but that make a huge difference um when you are being um vulnerable when you're acting when you're writing when you're improvising when you're doing any kind of creative endeavor it's it's super it's a super vulnerable space so um when you can make space for each other and and uh, be nice to each other, I think that's that's kind of the name of the game in my in my book. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So and ice cream, also ice cream. Yes. <laughs> ice cream there. Yes, definitely. I love ice cream. Yes. Who doesn't? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, so one of the recent uh, things you did was you co-founded a studio by the name of uh, Simple Mischief Studio. How how did uh, that come about? So, so this comes from just knowing all these talented people, um, you know, in, in this industry, there's not that many shows and the way that it is now that there's way more talent, there's a way more diverse talent pool and there's way more talent than there maybe ever has been, but there's not enough being made. Um, and because I've been at, you know, Sesame and work at all these places, I know how to, um, make it. And I know how to surround, like to build a team with all these talented people above and below the line who, who, can, who can help us make it. Um, and so we are trying to, uh, we're developing original IP and stories and pitching TV shows to streamers, networks, you know, all, all kinds of different um, production companies. And then we're also buying IP, you know, getting the rights to books and things like that to develop. Um, and we're just hoping that we can make more work um, for all of our, for all of our talented friends and set them up for success and let them do their thing. Um, so that people, you know, there's so many, as you guys know, there's like so many avenues for animation. Um, uh, you can do it fast and slow and international or, or local or, you know, 2d, 3d, all these things. And, and puppetry still doesn't have that many pipelines. And so we're trying to just be another and a, and a nimble, efficient pipeline to try and get more work made. Um, as best we can, and we're and we're a creative studio, so we do ads and commercials and TV and film, and um, we're going to push into the picture books, which is super exciting. We do some theater and, and um, some live, um, kind of live events as well. Um, we're we're going to do we're going to try and offer some classes with all of nice. the talented people that I know, so people who are like big puppet fans or supporters or, or who want to just try something or who want to like some professional coaching. We're also going to offer that. Um, and then we're going to, we're going to kind of percolate some projects and see what we can do. Um, we're right now we've been producing um, some, some new work around um, Fancy Duck, which is this, uh, this kind of ridiculous character that I've um, created who is 
Um, it's just this ugly, weird duck puppet. Um, and he's got an ego and an agenda and he thinks he thinks he's fancy and he's he's just a duck. Um, but he's on um, TikTok and Instagram and when, you know one of his videos last week you know blew up and got 104,000 views you know in 48 hours and that kind of stuff. So we're developing some, wow. some music videos and a YouTube show around him, which is super fun. Um, nice. So yeah, if you're looking for some very odd uh, another another puppet. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably like, I need another puppet to follow on Instagram. Um, then check out Fancy Duck. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> so to uh, anyone watching or listening, what would you like to say to those who have uh, kind of supported you throughout your career? Oh my goodness! I mean, uh, you know, it's um, it's not lost on me. You know, I'm so. Uh, grateful and so I'm so excited to be doing what I'm doing I'm so excited to be in a community you know like this one uh, that loves it deeply right we are a special kind of nerd and we found this thing and we've latched on to it um, and it and it's 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 so uh, important and it's such a lovely community of of you know, it, it, it does like mirror the Muppets pretty well, right? It's like this group of oddballs and, mm. and we, found e we found each other and we can bond and relate to each other over these, these characters and these moments. And, you know, um, we have so many, we have such a shared vocabulary and a shared history in that way. Um, so I'm, I, you know, my hope is just to, um, to make more, <laughs> you know, I want, I want more. I want more shows for young people so they can fall in love with new characters, you know, new, new styles of puppetry, new things. Um, I'm super excited about uh, more diverse shows and new authentic storytellers. I think it's yeah, such an exciting time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it's um, trying to uh, continue the legacy while, while not keeping it, not being too precious about it, but using it right. to make new work and to, and to, to help, to help us all um, connect and tell stories that that resonate with you know as many people as possible, um, and so thank you guys, you all, for this show and shows like it. Um, it's much better than the DJ Bob show. There's so much more interesting. <laughs> oh, really? Ah, uh, you can't do Bob like that. No, such a great no. comparison, uh -uh, really, because no. you can just be like, well, it's apples no. and oranges. So I taught so them everything you. they know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I used to be a co-host on Bob's show for two years. I know, I know the um the uh in the the Venn diagram of pop culture podcasts. I know you all are good friends, and I'm oh, yeah. a huge yes. fan and supporter. And I love so many of your guests, and I'm so um tickled to be a tiny, tiny part of it, and to uh, to get oh. to speak with you about this stuff that I love so much. Um, and if you have questions likewise, or if things come up and you're like oh you know what what about this or if you're interested in like um uh classes or in you know making tv or any of those things you know i'm i'm not hard to find um so really reach, reach out <laughs> thanks bob um and we can we can we can make some new stuff uh make some new stuff together definitely wonderful Wonderful, absolutely wonderful. I was just about to ask if people would like to connect with you. Where can people find you? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm on the Instagram and I'm on uh, Fancy Duck is on TikTok and I got a website. You can do uh, my my website's Mr. Lot, um, Mr. Lot.com and also Simple Mischief. I think it's simplemischiefstudio.com. Um, again, not hard to find. Those are all on Instagram and threads as well. Um, and we're always looking for new partners, new co and co-producers, funding. You know, we're we're actively trying to get things made. So if there's those of you watching or listening who uh, want to make some really high quality stuff, um, not not exclusively for young people, but often often for young people, then um, then let us know. Nice. And like those will be in the description down below for people to connect with you. So yes. Uh, so the last Thank question. You. That's great. No, yes, of course. So last question that uh, Jake's about to ask is a question that we usually ask to uh, all of our guests at the end. Go ahead, Jake. Yes. So of course, you know, this podcast is called Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. Yep. Hey, look at that. Yep. When you think of nostalgia, when you think of, or in your own words, how would you define the word nostalgia? I, I think nostalgia is um, um, that, uh, that warm, cozy place. It's that, that, that place that you uh, want to return to or that is easy to tap into. So often it has to do with when we're young, right? And we're, and we're witnessing or being a part of something um, that moves us or, or especially like, like makes us laugh. For, for me, I'm, you know, my nostalgia is often rooted in watching TV with my family and seeing my parents laugh at a joke that I don't understand but my parents are laughing at it. So there must, what's happening here? What, what should I, you know, I need to listen a little bit harder. Um, so nostalgia is that cozy, comforting place. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's like a little, it's a, it's a door. It's a door to connection. And so, you know, nostalgia is the thing, uh, us puppet nerds, us like Sesame Henson Muppet nerds, it brings us closer together. You know, Bob's show and all the guests he has. It's, we're, we're, um, Nostalgia is a is a shared community. Um, but it's also, so, uh, bri it's also bridging the gap to now because without those memories, you can't create anything because you have nothing. You want to create those feelings for this generation. That's right. It's it's the it's the history, right? It's like looking back at history and saying, "Oh, this made me feel this way. This made me feel this way. How can I how can I continue that, or how can I provide that for my audiences, or the next generation, or my kid, or you know, fill in fill in the blank, um, whatever story you're trying to tell." Absolutely, mm -hmm. great great send on. Well, Spencer, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. This was an absolute yeah, blast. Yes, thank thank you so thanks, y'all. Thank you. Sure. Thank God we were able to make this happen. And uh, yes. your show is awesome. Keep thank you so much. Much. keep yeah, making more. You. It's so exciting. It's so important for our little oh. community. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, of course. You know, and thank, thank you so much. You. you know, thank you for being on, and you know, thank you very much. You know, for what you've done. You know. Sesame and a lot of things, you know, to be a part of our lives, you know, and keep up your great work. We cannot wait what's next in store for you. Ah, oh, thank you so much, yes. guys. It's an honor, yes. a real honor and a treat, That's even a though you let Bob ruin our interview. It really <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Come on, you cannot, you cannot do that to Bob like that. Like, come I'm, on. I'm calling you yeah. after this. I, I'm calling you after this. I have to tell you. I not, not unless you're putting on a shirt, Bob. Don't call me. <laughs> 
he uh, had it. He, he had it. Yes, and again, to Bob, you know, uh, to to all of our viewers and yeah. listeners, uh, Bob's uh, hopped on uh, to surprise people in interviews. He Way also, too many uh, times. yeah, <laughs> too many. Times. He also I, filled in I, I, for Matt as a guest co-host on an interview. Yeah, he he filled in for me once uh, a couple months ago. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Yes. Well, you're well, good people. You're you're smart, good people, and this is an awesome project. So so keep, keep doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank well, keep you. enjoy the rest of your day, Spencer. I'll let you All know right, y'all. Yeah. Up. Have a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you too. You too. Bye-bye, right, bye, Spencer. Bye, guys. Bye. See you, Spencer. Take care. It's goodbye from us and Bob as well. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, enjoy your time with Spencer a lot. Um, and as always, what do we say, Jake? Keep the style show alive. Take care, everyone. And I'll see you next time for amazing more new episodes coming away. Yes. Stay tuned for that. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another wonderful Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show interview. Be sure to follow Jake and the crew on social media and stream the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And as always, remember to keep nostalgia alive. Bye-bye.